Hi everyone, welcome back to the It's Gonna Be Okay Baby Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Alex, Alex Wellington. How are we doing? How was everybody's weekend? Did everyone have a good weekend? My weekend was alright. Um, my Super Bowl prediction was wrong. Shout out to stupid Tom Brady, who, I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't hate Tom Brady as an athlete. I think what he's done is pretty remarkable, but as a person, Tom Brady can choke because we know he supports Trump. Um, He was caught with uh, his MAGA hat in his little locker back when he played for the Patriots. So Tom Brady doesn't get a pass for that in my eyes. But anyways, um, I'm back today with a, I guess like the second installment of this like alphabet project, whatever you want to call it, um, that I started in the previous episode. Um, If you didn't, get a chance to listen to that um and you want to learn more i guess about this i don't know why i'm calling it a project because i'm i'm making it seem bigger than what it really is but it's not it's just like a dumb way to keep me on track with these episodes um but if you haven't listened to that one i would recommend that you do so that you understand what's happening um but since this is of course the second episode in that kind of series um today's episode is going to be all about the letter b Um, And so I've chosen like five words that start with the letter B um, that are important to me or that have meaning to me or have funny stories behind them, whatever. Um, And this, for a moment, I was like struggling to find words that started with B. Not that, I mean, there's plenty of words that start with B, but I was trying to find words that, uh, like I said, are like meaningful or that I can like talk about for a long time. Um, And it, it, I don't know, it like took me a good half hour to think of these and they're not even that good so what does that say about me (laughs) i'm not sure um but anyway the first word that we're going to kick off today's episode with um is going to be books and i (laughs) books and also once again i'm recording this outside so there if there's a lot of background noise i apologize i was listening to the previous episode and I was like wow there's like a constant like humming and it's because we live right next to a highway and so you can always hear the cars kind of like going over the bridge um and so I apologize for all the background noise but it's also like so nice being outside and recording this so I'm just gonna keep on doing it because it's fun <laughs> um anyway uh the first word that I want to start off with uh is of course books um books and I have such a weird relationship um and the reason I like wanted to talk about books is because I just I don't know what's happened I think the older I've gotten the less uh I don't want to say less interested but like the less like book reading a book has become much harder for me as I've gotten older that's what I was trying to get out there um it's not that I'm not interested in reading anymore um because I read a ton of articles like I, I don't have a problem reading um, like scientific articles that I come across when I'm doing my research and stuff like that but sitting down whether it's like at night or like on the deck or like going to the beach or whatever and reading a book has become progressively harder for me and I, I think I mean I I'm pretty sure that I don't have ADHD right but I my attention span when it comes to reading is just abysmal. 
Like it's, it's, I get so distracted. I have to constantly be like fidgeting and it gets so bad to the point where that, like when I'm reading a passage or whatever it may be, I lose focus of what I'm actually reading. Like I'm not actually reading it. Like I sure I'm like, you know, reading the words in my head or whatever, but then I go back and I'm like, what did I just read? Like I didn't retain any of that information. I have no idea what's going on. If you asked me to summarize the last chapter, um, I wouldn't be able to do it because like, although I was reading it in my mind, I wasn't actually retaining any of that information because I was so distracted by other tiny little things that were happening. Um, and so because of that, the, the pace at which I read has taken, has like slowed down significantly. Like if I seriously want to read a book these days, it takes me so long to do so because I obviously want to know what I'm reading about, but the only way for me to do that is if I go back and reread and reread and like reread so that I can understand and retain the information. And I don't know if this is common amongst other people. Um, I know that, I know that a lot of people like kind of struggle to focus while reading, but I don't know. Um, I just don't know why it's happened to me in a way that as I've gotten older, this has become more of a problem. Um, because when I was in high school or middle school or whatever, growing up, whenever we were given like book assignments, whether it was for like English class or history class or science class or whatever, I had no problem doing it. Like I would sit down, I could sit down for an hour, I'd read through it and be able to tell you exactly what it was about, what I had just read. Um, but now that's just like, it seems like such like an insurmountable task for me. And it's crazy because there are, I have a list of books right now. It's probably like 20 to 30 books right now that are on my radar that I want to read. Um, but I'm hesitant to purchase them because I just, I worry that I'll like start the book, right? And maybe read the first like, you know, one to four chapters or whatever. And then I'll, I'll just stop reading it because I'll, I'll be so, um, so like upset that it's taking me forever to get through the book um and so along that vein i i haven't considered audiobooks um i've never listened to a book on tape before however i do know i mean my dad for example whenever we're in the car he always seems to have uh an audiobook on and so he seems to really enjoy it um although i i don't know there's something i guess like for me audiobooks like, I, I consider podcasts to almost be, like, an audiobook replacement, and I listen to enough of those that sitting down and listening to a book being read to me just doesn't feel the same um, compared to if I were to, like, physically read the book. Um, and so, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll give audiobooks a shot. I'm not sure. But it, it just sucks because I, I really want to get back into the mindset of being able to sit down you know, whether it's like you're sort of um, reading a book before bed and you're you're kind of winding down and, you, you know, you read a couple chapters and you do that every night and that's part of your routine. That's sort of what I want to uh, get back into um, because I otherwise, like, I, I just don't know when I'm going to be able to sit down and read a book because, my like I said, my attention span is just so horrific and it's really, really quite sad. Um, but we'll see. Um, in terms of like what books I want to be reading right now, um, there are a lot of good, um, kind of like, I mean, I guess they're not like 
research. Well, they're probably like research based, um, and that's what a lot of the information in the book is about. But um, there's a couple of people who I follow on Twitter who are sort of like commentators on like food systems and like farming systems in the United States. And there's this one book in particular um, that uh, I forget her name. If I remember it, I'll I'll try and mention it or I'll include it in like the the pod description or whatever. Um, but it's all about like the history of farming in the United States and specifically speaking with farmers. And I think uh, the author does a lot of like interviews and goes and visits farms around the United States. And that is just a book that I would love to read. Um, and so I'm hoping to buy it. I don't think it's been released just yet. Um, but maybe once I do buy it, that'll give me the motivation to. just get back into reading as a whole because it's crazy you know we've been in this pandemic for nearly a year right we're approaching March almost at the year mark now and you would think that this would have been the absolutely perfect time to just pile through or plow through I should say not pile through plow plow through a bunch of books that are like that have been on my reading list and I have not read a single book during the pandemic um, which is embarrassing I'm extremely embarrassed by that have I, have I read during the pandemic? Yes. I've started probably like five or six different books. Have I finished any of them? No. I've gotten to, I think the closest I've gotten to finishing a book is like, I think I had like four or five chapters left in this book on nuclear energy that I was reading. Um, but I just, I couldn't do it. Like I just, my attention, like I said, my attention span was so bad that for me it was it was more of a chore to read rather than like an enjoyment or like a leisurely activity which is what I want it to be and which it should be right you know reading for pleasure um whereas in my case it's like reading for pain because I just can't focus and because of that it takes me twice if not three times as long to read the same passage than it would have um if I were in like high school and I had that mindset of like no distractions um And it's not even a case of like, oh, I'm distracted by my phone. Like I can like take my phone out of the room and and try and sit down to read, but it's, my mind is just in like a different place. And I I need to figure out how I can like get my mind in the right mindset to read. And I'm sure there's like research out there on how to do that. So maybe I'll have to look into that. Um, But yeah, that, that's my little commentary on books. Um, The second B word that I have that I wanted to talk about is of course the lovely biking. And so I know I've spoken about this before in a previous episode. I don't remember which one, but biking has become such like a nice and relaxing thing that I've been able to do while living at home with my parents. Um, and it's funny because I, I don't personally have my own bike, but my mom, bought a bike um sort of like midway through I don't remember when she purchased it it was I think it was like midway through the summer or like this past summer um so summer 2020 and you know she she bought it because she wanted to go on bike rides whatever my dad he's a huge biker um he has his own like you know like road bike I think is what they call it um which is like similar to those bikes you see people like you know when you see a biker like decked out in their little like spandex and their 
their shirts and stuff and those types of bikes that are like a little bit more serious than just like a typical street bike um, he's got one of those so he's like a very serious biker and he'll go on like huge bike rides um, but I think my mom just wanted to you know like bike around the community whatever um, <laughs> but of course she like hasn't gone on the bike like more than like two or three times and so I basically claimed that bike as mine and I've been using it a ton I haven't been using it as much recently because it's actually been quite cold here in South Carolina which is sad um, I mean nowhere near as cold as the east coast of course um, and real quick like you guys have been getting so much snow if you're listening to this and you're on the east coast that's um, that's who I'm referencing right now um, I know a lot of my friends in New York they've been oh my god <laughs> I'm so oh my god I'm so curious to hear what that just sounded like um for those that want to know what just happened so I'm recording this outside right and I've got my mic like on this little stand with my laptop and I just bumped the stand over and everything just like fell to the floor um so I'm sorry about that but I'm not gonna go back and re-record because I'm just doing this uh all in just one large go so sorry about that um what I was saying though what was I saying oh it's been snowing like crazy in New York been freezing um and while it hasn't been as bad here in south carolina obviously there's no been no snow it's been cold it's been like low 40s so i haven't been on my bike that much recently because i don't have i don't have like any of my jackets or any of my like warm clothes here they're all in storage back in brooklyn right now and so i haven't been out on the bike as much as i wanted to however i was riding my bike a ton both sort of throughout the summer and sort of the late fall and I guess like early winter months. Um, I think I stopped around January is when I stopped riding my bike. Yeah. Um, but either way, it was so nice. And when I, and I, I did talk about this in a previous episode, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but it's whatever. Um, chances are you, you probably didn't listen to that episode because it wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> but when I was in uh, New York, at the beginning of October, right? I uh, was staying with my friend and she had a city bike membership and we got to ride city bikes a lot when I was up there for that week or however long I was there for. And I, that was my first time riding a bike in New York City and I loved it. I, I was terrified at first, not because I'm like, I don't know how to ride a bike. I just, I've never ridden a bike in New York City and knowing how many like bikers get hit and injured and in some cases die in the city I I was always like mindful of that and kind of like scared and never wanted to ride my bike because of that um but you know we went on the west side highway so it wasn't you know you have like your own sort of like biking lane over there so it wasn't that bad um but it it sort of like reinvigorated this like uh, love for riding a bike and I, that sounds like so stupid and like pathetic but I, I don't know man I when I lived in New Jersey I loved riding my bike just all throughout the neighborhood um, we lived on a cul-de-sac and I was like one of the, like the younger kids on the cul-de-sac and the younger kids would always did I just say younger kids or did I say older kids I was one of the older kids but the younger kids on the cul-de-sac always like were out riding their bikes and always like wanted to hang out and so I hung out with them and we would ride bikes all throughout sort of the street and through people's backyards and stuff like that and I just loved it and so um, when I moved to New York I never really 
I like lost that right and so it was just very fun and nice to like get back into that and be able to do it here where it's not that busy you know I'm able to ride it we sort of like live in this neighborhood where there is um, a sidewalk so I'm able to just like go on the sidewalk and ride my bike and you know go for however many miles that I want to and it's just nice it's really nice especially when it's warm out um and now that I think about it right now it's like let me check it's like 60 degrees outside right now so I might actually go for a bike right after this um once work finishes up but um yeah I don't know I just love riding my bike I think I'm going to consider getting a city bike membership when I go back to New York because if I'm unable to fix my legs and figure out what the hell is going on with my running then I'm gonna want a new kind of activity that I can do to keep myself in shape um, and biking is a great alternative if you know if you're a runner and you no longer can or you're like recovering from an injury biking is perfect for that so it's very possible that if you live in New York you'll see me biking up and down I don't know like Prospect Park or I don't, I've always, whenever I would run in Central Park, there would be a lot of bikers, but I never want, like, it never, the thought of biking in Central Park was never appealing to me, because there were just so many people, and there were a lot of tourists that would choose to bike in Central Park, and so I'm someone who, when they're biking, I get, like, very frustrated if there are a lot of people near me, because um, I just want to, like, go fast and zone out, and I don't want to have to worry about, like, weaving in and out of people, um, and so... I think Prospect Park is probably a little bit better for biking, um, but honestly, the West Side Highway was really nice, especially at nighttime. It was rather empty, and so maybe that'll be where I do most of my biking. But either way, I, I am excited to start biking again in the city, and I think that'll be like a fun new challenge for me once I move back. Anyways, we are going to move along. We're swiftly moving along. I was hoping to do kind of like 10 minutes per topic or per word. Um, and we're like, we're just under that pace right now. We're at like 18 minutes in, into the episode. Because um, I figured if I do like five words and 10 minutes each per, per word, then it's like about a 50 minute episode. And that's, that's not too bad, right? I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I wish there was a way for me to see like at which point people stop listening to the episode because I'd be surprised if you made it all the way through. Um, but if you do, I think 50 minutes is fine. You know, that's, that's a good amount of time to, to plug into a podcast and just, you know, if you're doing laundry or like cooking dinner, like that, that takes about 50 minutes, right? So it's a good amount of time. Anyways, um, we'll do one more topic and then we will, of course, run the ad break and then we'll do two more topics on the back half of this episode. Um, but I, hmm, should I do this one now or should I leave this one? I'll just do this one now. Um, so the third word that starts with a B that we're going to talk about um, and that is n- near and dear to my heart is, of course, Brooklyn. I, uh, where to begin? So I, I love Brooklyn. I'm talking about Brooklyn, New York, of course. I'm not talking about, I don't know, Brooklyn Decker or whoever, what other Brooklyns there are out there. <laughs> Um, the Brooklyn Nets. No, we're not talking about that. We're just talking about Brooklyn, the, uh, the borough in New York, of course. Um, so I, I still, I'll start by saying that I've lived in Brooklyn three times so far. Yeah. 
So I spent my first two years at NYU living on campus, which was in Manhattan. And then my final two years, uh, I lived in Brooklyn. Um, I, but I also subletted one summer in Brooklyn. So I've lived there a total of, I've lived in three different Brooklyn apartments, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, one was in downtown Brooklyn, which was for a summer. That was incredible. I loved living there so much. Downtown Brooklyn is easily one of my favorite places in all of New York City. And then the other two were sort of in East Williamsburg. Um, my junior year, I lived off of the Montrose Avenue subway stop, which is the, the L train. And then my senior year, I lived in sort of, yeah, I guess it was also East Williamsburg. Um, and it was off the Graham Avenue stop, which is two stops away from Montrose, which was, of course, off of the L train as well. And I, I loved living in all these different locations. Um, I always like imagined that I was going to eventually move to Brooklyn, um, but I'm, I'm happy that I got to live there while I was a student because one, it taught me a lot about um, sort of like, or it like forced me to get used to commuting, which I think when I was living on campus those first two years, I wasn't really commuting a whole lot. In fact, I could just walk to campus from where I was staying. Um, but living in Brooklyn, like I said, forced me to learn sort of like the commuter lifestyle and I'm actually kind of thankful for that because I think it this is when I like really started to I guess like get a hold on like a lot of like adult type of things um what I mean by that is I you know I would have to leave early in the morning to get to class and then I would be working like on campus and then I would you know maybe go to the library and get work done and then I would go home at night um, and so because of that, I'd have to pack like a full day's worth of, you know, lunch and snacks and sometimes dinner. And that is when I sort of started to begin cooking a lot and like teaching myself how to cook different things. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that because I was able to eat very healthy and like, you know, cook all these like healthy lunches and dinners and stuff like that. And had I just been living on campus, there's a chance that I would have maybe had like a still had um, like a meal plan or something like that and wouldn't have been forced to learn how to cook and you know buy my own groceries and um, learn how to time manage and all those different skills that come with it and so living in Brooklyn as a student was amazing because like I said it, it taught me a lot about like how, how to be mature and how to be you know on time and just time management in a whole in lots of different ways and you know I, I def looking back on that I I really am thankful for that because then once I started my job after I graduated um, I was sort of in a similar situation where I had to wake up early commute to work but I had to pack my lunch and pack snacks and all that stuff um, but I was used to it already and it wasn't like a new experience because I'd already been doing that um, during my undergrad years so that's one thing I guess I love about I guess that's I don't know if that's what I love about Brooklyn but I, it was an experience that I learned to love while I was living in Brooklyn so I'm gonna that's why I sort of threw that in there um, but other things that I love about Brooklyn and why I'm obsessed with uh, the borough as compared, well, I mean, I do like Manhattan a lot as well, but borough, or Brooklyn is is my favorite because it has my favorite place, actually my two favorite places in all of New York. And those places are, of course, number one being Brooklyn Bridge Park and the second being the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. Um, Brooklyn Bridge Park, if you're, I guess, unfamiliar with it, 
if you're not from New York or if you are and you just haven't ventured over there before. It's sort of uh, the park that's kind of like nestled down in Dumbo, so under um, sort of the Brooklyn Bridge, and it's right along the waterfront. And they, I don't know like if they've renovated it recently. I know they must have worked on it at least probably within the last like 10 to 15 years or something like that. I'm not sure what the exact timeline is, but they've made it into this beautiful just waterfront spot um, where there's so much like grass to lay in. Um, there's like different sections of the park. Um, there's like different piers. There's basketball courts. There's like a roller rink. There's um, plenty of like areas in which you can just like sit amongst the flowers. And it, it's just like a, a huge, hugely like multi-dimensional space um, that I am just in love with whenever I was living in Brooklyn especially when I was living in downtown Brooklyn um, it was you know less than like a 15 to 20 minute walk away and so after work during the summer I would just go there and like bring my dinner with me and just sit out on the water and eat or or listen to music or you know listen to podcasts or tried I did try to read while I was out there but of course was never very successful in doing that because I was so distracted by the beauty of the park um, but it's it's my favorite place in all of New York seriously um, whenever I have a friend visiting and they haven't spent much time in New York it is always the number one place that I bring them to um, and when I went back in October I was like no matter what I end up doing in New York like I am going to go to Brooklyn Bridge Park so I can spend some time there and I did I got to have a really nice night with my friend there um, we got to go sort of like late at night so we, we brought dinner with us and we just walked along the water and it was it was really special it was awesome um, so I highly suggest spending some time there if you haven't already um, but then my second favorite place in Brooklyn is of course the Botanical Gardens um, which is located sort of near um, like Prospect Heights, um, Prospect Park, that whole kind of area. Um, and this is, like I said, my second favorite place because, first of all, if if you just like, like nature or the environment or flowers or if you just like beautiful things looking at them, then the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens is your place to go to. It has amazing, amazing collections of flowers and uh, different types of plants and, and everything you can imagine in, in a botanical garden, it's there. Um, and it's really beautiful, I would say, in early spring when they have like the cherry blossoms, and then in the summer, of course, when everything is just thriving. Um, and it's, it's like, I think, I forget, because I haven't been there in a little bit, but there was like certain days in the week where you could go and it was free and you could, but even if you go at any time, it's not that expensive. I think it's based on like a donation based uh, like ticket rate um, but I've been lucky enough to do is it two photo shoots there no I think it was only just one I've done one photo shoot there with my friend Emma and this is easily by far like one of my top top photo shoots I've ever done and I'm so happy that I did it with Emma in particular because she was uh, a really good friend at NYU and she was uh, someone who was um, studying like environmental science, uh, a lot of the same types of things that I was interested in. And we got to go to the garden and sort of photograph, she was modeling and I got to photograph her sort of amongst the flowers and everything. And it, the colors just turned out beautiful and it was, it was so fun. And so I'm definitely itching to go back, not only to learn more and see more uh, the different flowers that they've got going on, but also to consider doing another photo shoot there because it's such, like I said, a beautiful space. 
and um, it's just it's just lovely and I I want to become more familiar with like identifying plants and so I think spending time there and like researching and writing down stuff in notes and and drawing and all that fun stuff would be really um, good for me so yeah that's my little <laughs> advertisement marketing for the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens and the Brooklyn Bridge Park um, but to wrap up my love for Brooklyn I just think it's it's just like it's a very uh, like you can walk around in Brooklyn Brooklyn, and walk through so many different like neighborhoods within I don't know like a mile radius and you'll just come across like so many different so many different things um, I love the brownstones in Brooklyn especially in sort of like Park Slope area or like in Brooklyn Heights down on the water um, I I just adore all the different parks, um, especially like McCarran Park. I mean, I know Brooklyn Bridge Park is my favorite, but McCarran Park is definitely up there as a favorite, as well as like Cooper Park or um, sort of like Fort Greene Park, all those types of areas. Um, and I, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say one more thing about Brooklyn and I just completely, oh, of course. I like completely forgot when it just hit me. Um, Brooklyn is my favorite because it has all of my favorite concert venues in New York City. Uh, of all of New York City and those are of course um, the Music Hall of Williamsburg which is my favorite music venue in all of New York City um, this venue is awesome because it, it brings it doesn't the shows that I've seen there it's a, t it's a tiny venue for the most part I don't know what the exact capacity is but it's definitely very tiny or not very tiny it's m small to moderately sized I guess I don't know what I'm saying here it's not that big and, but it still attracts like really, really good artists. And so I've seen some of my favorite shows of all time there. And they've been amazing because I've been so close to the stage because it's not that big. Um, I've gotten to see uh, Caroline Polachek there when she was uh, originally with her band Chairlift. I've gotten to see Muna there. I've gotten to see a bunch of different like EDM acts there. Uh, I think Claro performed at Music Hall of Williamsburg just awesome and then my other two favorite venues that are in Brooklyn um, of course are Brooklyn Steel which is more of a, uh, a newer venue um, but it's really conveniently located and a lot of cool people play there oh wait now that I'm saying this I'm thinking of so many other venues that I like that are in Brooklyn oh my god um, I'll just like shut them out I won't really go over them too much but Brooklyn Steel is amazing um, and then we've got of course Baby's Alright and um zone one like elsewhere amazing places they attract awesome artists usually like smaller shows at babies all right and elsewhere um but usually they're like up-and-coming artists and you can have such a cool time there i've seen people uh all the way from like slater to kim petrus to 100 gex um to who else did i see oh at babies all right i saw yell um the amazing french pop star and so, yeah, it's just being in Brooklyn is amazing because almost all the concerts come there and it's so convenient if you're living there. Not, I mean, you know, if you're living in Manhattan, of course, you can commute to the concert, but just something more special about being closer to those venues um, that I really like. And so I'm excited for when I move back to New York because I'm anticipating that I'll end up in uh, Brooklyn again and not sure yet on which exact sort of like neighborhood I might end up being in, um, but no matter what, I think I will be excited um, 
to just like return to new uh to brooklyn because i was previously living in hell's kitchen and it just wasn't the same um wasn't the same sort of atmosphere and environment compared to what it's like living in brooklyn anyways that was like i felt like that was a huge rant and that was a little crazy so very disorganized podcast once again sorry about that folks um but anyway we're gonna run the stupid ad really quick you can of course skip through it there's no obligation to listen to it um i i wouldn't if i were you it's crazy it's crazy bad crazy bad quality um but then on the latter half of the episode we're going to talk about two more b words that um I guess are like important or mean something to me. <laughs> All right, catch you on the flip. Okay, hi folks, we're back. Um, thank you for sticking with me on this episode. Uh, we've got two more B words, like I said, that we're going to talk about, uh, and that'll wrap us up for the second episode in the Alphabet series. I wish I could come up with like a name for what I want to call it, but we're just, we're just gonna call it the Alphabet series. I, I'm unoriginal and I can't think of anything right now. So that's what we're gonna roll with. Um, anyway, the fourth B word um, is also another like location slash place uh, like, like Brooklyn was, um, but this is more uh, of a place that I have like more kind of stories to tell about i guess i don't know um fourth word is going to be beijing and so i i've been to beijing once in my life and i went there with my family when we were living in hong kong we went up there for i don't know maybe like three or four days i don't exactly remember the length of the trip um but this was when i was in fourth grade which would be how old are you when you're in fourth grade let's do the math really quick four plus eight is twelve plus four you know eight twelve i'm 23 23 minus 12 is that 11 are you 11 when you're in fourth grade i think you are if you're not that's just bad math on me sorry folks (laughs) um but yes okay so i believe i was 11 when we went to Beijing and from what I can remember from the trip it was such uh, an interesting experience being there and at the time I don't think I was like extremely familiar with sort of the history especially relating to like Tiananmen Square um, and like Mao and all that all that different stuff which I'm sort of bummed out about because although I don't love going on trips where they're kind of like uh like touristy type of trips where you're going to like see like historical sites or stuff like that I really wish I had known more about sort of the history of Beijing at the time because I don't think I appreciated it as much as I should have um because I there's like plenty of photos of us like walking through Tiananmen Square and like and I I just don't think I realized like where I was at the time Um, And so I wish I could, like, go back and see what it looks like and and sort of um, witness that in in person for a second time because I think it would be a whole lot more memorable if I were to do so. Um, But while we were there, of course, we went to the Great Wall of China. And that I do remember a little bit more clearly. And 
uh, it's funny because when we went, I think we went during like February, so it was it was really cold at the time, and the Great Wall was actually covered in snow. And so while we were walking it, like there's like a there's like certain sections that you can go on and you can like walk, and while we were walking on it, like my sister and I, we had a snowball fight on the Great Wall of China, and I that's just like a, a memory that. Uh, stands out so clearly for me and is something I'll probably never ever forget because I mean how many people can say that they had a snowball fight on the Great Wall of China I mean I'm sure plenty of people have um, but it's just such a cool thing to like think back on Um, but that being said similar to what I was just saying with like the Tiananmen Square thing I do remember like pretty vividly like what the Great Wall looked like and and how cool it was to be there and like walking on it. Um, but at the same time, I still don't think I was like appreciative enough of like where I was and like the significance of being on the Great Wall of China and, and the history that sort of surrounds it. So while I, I'm glad I've been able to visit Beijing, I sort of wish that um, it happened at a different point in my life where I maybe could have been more aware and, um, in a position where I could sort of digest the information and the history that I was sort of experiencing uh, much more than, than what I did at the time. But one of the cool things about the Great Wall of China that I'm not sure how many people know, or maybe this is like common knowledge, I'm not sure, is that, you know, obviously it's like pretty high up. And when you want to like go down, one of the ways in which you can like get down from the mountain or whatever is by going down on this like almost like bobsled type of like slide thing so you basically you sit in this like little cart it's it's kind of like a little like go-kart type of thing i'm saying bobsled because you kind of like lay down a little bit and you just go down this like huge track and it like winds itself down the mountain and it's so cool and i remember going on it and thinking like how awesome this was that I was like sliding down from the Great Wall of China to like the bottom of like the village of of where we were and that that too is is a memory that's like always going to stick my mind and we have like these cool photos of like my sister and I like racing down like on these carts and it's it's just so fun and uh, a very like happy memory to to think back on um but yeah, that's sort of, <laughs> that's all I've got about Beijing. I just, I, I don't know. I was thinking of other B words, right? And I was like, oh, maybe I'll talk about like berries, like blueberries, blackberries, strawberries. But that's so, that's, oh, strawberries wouldn't even count because it's, well, like, it's a type of berry. So I guess I could have just used the word berry. Um, but who wants to hear me talk about berries for 10 minutes? Oh, we all know that berries, whatever type of berry you like, they're amazing. So very, I don't know. I <laughs> This project is fun but it's clearly bringing to the forefront of how uncreative I am and how I can't think of things off like the top of my head to talk about. Um, but yeah, that's my little spiel on Beijing <laughs> as well as berries, I guess. You got my little take on it there. Um, but to wrap up, because like, you know, we're almost done with this episode. The last word, the last B word that I wanted to talk about is the word balance. So you, this is going to be like a running theme throughout this, these next episodes where like the last word, if you remember from uh, the previous episode that my last A word was accountability. Um, it's, it's sort of going to be, 
I guess less of a noun, more of like a... Is balance a noun? No. I don't know. I'm really dumb. It's, it's just going to be something that like, something that I'm trying to work on, I guess. Or something that I like incorporate into my life, if that makes sense. So as opposed to being like, oh, Brooklyn, or like biking, or whatever. It's like balance. Just, just a word. Um, and my thoughts on balance, and I guess what I want to share on that, or what I want to talk about is basically for me, like it's, it's extremely important to have a semblance of balance in your daily life. And it's something that I think I I've struggled to kind of emphasize for a long time. I think when I was in school, I was so caught up in like doing well and like only focusing on assignments and like completing them to my best ability best of my ability that I completely lost out on other types of things and other types of experiences right like I didn't really have like a work-life balance it was strictly I'm gonna work and I'm not gonna go out and like do things because I was anxious about like not having enough time for work and there were so many instances where like let's say my roommate they would be going out to like go to a museum or like go to a party or like go see friends or whatever. And they would invite me, which was extremely nice of them to do. And I would be like, no, like, I, I don't think I can come because like I, although I don't have a, a whole lot of like homework that I need to get done right now, like I'm just really anxious about it and I'm, I'm going to stay in and, and try and get it finished on time and, and blah, blah, blah. And looking back on that while I'm, you know, I can't like fault myself for you know, caring about school a lot. I, I do wish that at times I relaxed a little bit and I, you know, chose to prioritize like going out and experiencing someone, something and like doing something fun over strictly working on, you know, an assignment or a paper or like trying to finish something ahead of the deadline or, or whatever it may have been. Right. And so ever since I've graduated, I've tried to, and obviously I don't have homework anymore, so that probably helps, but I've been really trying to sort of hone in on developing a solid work-life balance um, because I, I do think it's extremely important, especially uh, when you're young, to develop like a strong routine that you can rely on, that you can fall back on when things get tough. And for me, that kind of looks like you know once I'm done with the workday I make sure that I have time to sort of like wind down and whether that's through like consistently doing like a skincare routine at night or um, you know like helping cook dinner or going for a run after work or whatever it may be right making sure that you're taking time out of your day to do something that's good for yourself something that is stress-free something that will um, like I said, just help you wind down. I think that's extremely important because it's not healthy or sustainable to constantly be like wired and like active all the time and like on edge because you, you do need to develop that sense of balance there where you can like separate yourself from your work or from your schoolwork or from whatever it is you might be doing. Because if you don't, that's when you run into sort of episodes of extreme stress or anxiety 
which of course can then lead to, you know, depression or whatever it may be. And I've definitely experienced that. Um, and I will, I will say that during this time of like living at home, my working and like finding a balance has been working towards and like finding a balance has definitely been harder for me because I, there's like a lot, there's a lot more things that I don't have control over, especially, you know, one, because I'm like living at home and two, because of just like the pandemic. So there's things that I might've done previously that I can't do anymore or that I can't really like do in my own home. Whereas I could have maybe done, uh, if I was like living by myself, like going to get groceries when I was living on my own, that was like something that I really enjoyed doing. Right. And while I can like go with my parents here, I don't know, it just doesn't have the same feeling and effect. I'm not sure if that makes a whole lot of sense, but for me it does. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think finding that balance, finding that routine early on in sort of like your adult life is extremely important and finding out what works for you and what doesn't and what helps you wind down and what enables you to sort of be your best self each and every day is important. And I think I just have to consistently remind myself that life is way too short to get extremely caught up on like one thing in particular, whether that's like work or a project you're doing and making sure that at the end of the day, you, um, you know, are able to take care of yourself and, and whatever, whatever you do to, to take care of yourself, that, you know, that's up to you, right? That, that can be in the form of many different things. Um, but making sure that you stick with that, uh, and develop that balance, I think is just so important. Um, so yeah, that's really my thoughts on that. I hope this isn't coming across as like, <laughs> I feel like, I, I don't know. I hope I, I feel like I'm like out of my lane to be like talking about these things when it, I don't know. I just, I feel like I come off as like so pretentious sometimes on this podcast and maybe I do. And I apologize about that, but it's really just me talking and like, <laughs> just like going off on what I think about certain things. And I think people probably have similar opinions. They just don't choose to start a podcast to talk about them. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to wrap up today's episode. It's been a good one. The birds, or maybe I should have talked about birds. The birds are calling, so that, that means it's a signal to, to end this episode. Um, but of course, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. As always, this is fun for me. Love just getting out and recording for you know a little bit of the day. That's part of my balance, right? You know, Finding time to do things that I like. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it. If you haven't already, feel free to like and no, like and subscribe, rate and review. That's what it is. Rate and review, not like and subscribe. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot. Um, and yeah, that's going to be it. Thank you. Appreciate all of you. Hope you have a wonderful week. We'll be back with a new episode. I don't know, probably maybe this weekend. We'll see what the schedule looks like, where we'll talk about um, different C words that mean a lot to me. I'm trying to think, can I give like a sneak peek? I haven't really thought about it. What am I going to talk about? Maybe we'll talk about, oh, of course. We'll talk about Charlie XCX. She'll be one of the C words. <laughs> so if you're excited for that, stay tuned. Um, but that's going to be it for me, folks. As always, I'll throw it over to my girls at Muna for the outro.